Welcome to the Healthy Habits for Life podcast. I'm Dr. Carol Perlman, a psychologist, health coach, and married mom of two boys. I went from a frazzled mompreneur who hits news until the last possible moment to a vibrant business owner who jumps out of bed at 5 a.m. excited about my day. I once felt completely overwhelmed by my endless task list, but have learned how to work smarter, not harder, by studying health habits, mindset, and time management. I love to teach others how to implement top recommendations for health, happiness, and success. Yes, busy moms can learn how to stop picking at your kids' leftover food, create a daily exercise routine, and stay on top of the to-do list so you go to bed feeling fantastic about your day. Tune in each week as I share my best strategies for creating and sustaining daily habits for a healthy lifestyle and chat with other experts in the health and wellness industry. I'm your host, Dr. Carol Perlman. This is the Healthy Habits for Life show. Welcome back, everyone, to the Healthy Habits for Life podcast. I am so glad that you're here with me. We are continuing our series in October. This is 2021, and I am am hosting a breast cancer awareness theme this month. Last week, we had Cindy Papali Hammontree share her story of being diagnosed with breast cancer and some of the strategies that she discovered were really helpful in her journey, and then just some just really the tip of the iceberg of the amazing work she is doing to be a support network, to create a support network and be a support person for so many other people going through the journey. Um, It was truly a wonderful interview. If you haven't heard it, I encourage you to go back one episode and listen to that. It will probably all make more sense and then come back to this one. So today I am um, so honored to have Marilyn Dans with us today. Uh, So welcome, Marilyn. Thank you. I'm honored to be here. Thank you for uh, having me. Oh, I so appreciate it. Um, I think this is this is such important work that you're doing, and I'm really happy to help spread the word about that. So let me tell everybody a little bit about you. Marilyn Dans, a serial entrepreneur, has been featured nationally and internationally for her dedication to early detection of breast abnormalities and cancer. As founder of the Pink Luminous Advocacy Project and the Pink Luminous Breast Device, she has taken technology into the consumer's hands. She's gonna be telling us all about this. Um, At the age of 17, Marilyn discovered a large lump in her breast that was removed and sent to be biopsied. She underwent surgery and thankfully the mass was benign. But breast cancer and breast abnormalities have affected Marilyn and her family, which led to the revolutionary invention of Pink Luminous Breast an at-home, clinically proven screening device for early detection of breast abnormalities and cancer. Marilyn is committed to using her voice and experience as a community leader to encourage others to be intentional about their well-being by educating them to be proactive with breast health familiarity. It is for this reason that she launched the Pink Luminous Advocacy Project. This is a nonprofit organization that provides the world with the first-ever unisex and bilingual breast cancer awareness app and funding for additional clinical trials um, are underway. With 30 plus years of business experience working alongside doctors, researchers, and business and celebrity partners, Marilyn offers a unique blend of leadership, vision, and knowledge to Pink Luminous Breast and Pink Luminous Advocacy Projects. Wow, what credentials. Um, Marilyn, I'm so honored to, to have you here. So welcome again. Why don't we start by going back to age 17? And can you tell us a little bit about the beginning of your story? Yes. Um, so at the age of 17, I felt a lump on my breast, like uh, something that felt awkward to me. And um, I am 
first generation born here from Cuban immigrants that came to the United States fleeing the revolution back in the 60s. My parents actually came here as teenagers and they met here and got married. And the Hispanic community is very interesting. So uh, imagine at age 17, this was 33 years ago. Uh, it was incredibly scary. So myself and my whole family, everybody was up in arms, very concerned. And there wasn't needle biopsies back then. So the the breast tumor was the size of a golf ball. Um, they, they went ahead and took it out. I had a drain. And I recall walking the halls of my school at the time and holding a book in front of my chest, hoping that nobody would, would bump into me because it was a very deep and big scar. And, and, and I remember also, which is very interesting, looking at my grandmother um, when she would change, right? Even like when your, your grandparents get old and you have to help them bathe. And I would laugh and say, you have to connect the dots, you know, like when you connect the dots in a, in, in a little doodle, because she had so many surgeries in her breast mm -hmm. because it was very typical to remove the mass and then send it to be biopsied and wait. Um, in the last 33 years of my life, I've had many needle biopsies. I have markers in my breasts. I have very large, dense breasts. And, and thankfully, not, I've never had cancer, breast cancer. But I'm very passionate about the early detection of breast cancer. My sister-in-law, at the age of 40, had her first mammogram. And one year and four months later, um, she noticed that she had a little lump. And she already had three tumors. She had to have a double mastectomy. And it... it it, it, it's so, it's so heart wrenching what women go through, and I don't think that it's even highlighted enough when you think of the fact that they lose their hair, or or, or Cindy was mentioning the fact that they have sores in their mouth. There's so much that you know women feel like they're losing their womanness to lose their breasts. It's 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 so impactful, and not just on on the woman of the family, on her husband, on the children. It affects the entire family. And, you know, we are, there's that saying that breast cancer does not discriminate. And, and it doesn't, not, not to anyone that could possibly receive breast cancer or be diagnosed with it. Um, I think it's important to state the facts that every 12 minutes a woman passes away of breast cancer in our country. But it is the number one killer of women in the United States. It became number one, second to lung cancer during covid and that every two minutes, a woman is diagnosed with breast cancer. And for me, you know, we're, we're, we're living through an epidemic, through COVID, and breast cancer is, for me, an epidemic. Yeah. Oh, I mean, you paint the picture of just how devastating it is and how much work there is to be done um, on so many fronts, from detection and awareness, um, Fortunately, we've made really great strides with treatment. You would know, you know, I'm, I'm not immersed in the world, but I do know that that is true and that the survival rate is so much greater than it was, thank goodness. Um, but so tell me how you got involved in the work that you're doing after you had your own scare. So um, talking about, luckily, thanks to the American Cancers and the Susan B. Coleman's and all of the foundations and the survivors, it's, it's fantastic that now women over the age of 40, the death rate has dropped thanks to the technology and the advances in the therapies that are provided. That's humongous. But it's also important to note that women under the age of 40, that that death rate has not dropped. 
and that the cancer for younger women is incredibly aggressive. So when when the luminous device came uh, up, me and my partner um, worked on it. I literally, I sold my business, I sold my home, and I dedicated the last 45 years of my life exclusively to the Pink Luminous Advocacy Project, the Pink Luminous Breast, and the Breast Awareness App. Um, and so let's, let's back up for a moment. Let's tell everybody what this device is because they don't know this yet. Okay, so if every hospital probably in the world has a red LED light that works within certain nanometers to transilluminate your skin, and they have it in the shape of a horseshoe, and they'll use it with patients that are elderly or sick or pediatrics that are they're having a hard time finding their veins. So what we've done is that we've taken that technology and created a device that perfectly transilluminates a woman's breasts. So the experience would be that you would walk into the bathroom, you would turn off the lights, and you would turn the device on and put the device uh, pressed up against your breast under your areola. And it would seal and your entire breast is going to turn red like a tomato. And you're going to see all your veins as black lines, almost like if you were looking at a map. So there's something called angiogenesis, and that happens when you have breast cancer, which is that the mass fills with blood. And that's also how cancer metastasizes. Uh, in the world that we live in today, you can do a sonogram, you can do a mammogram, and you can do thermography. And I use that as an example because thermography is is used oftentimes by breast cancer survivors because they don't want additional radiation. So they, they decide to use thermography and thermography. What it does is that it takes a picture of your body's temperature and it's able to identify if there's a temperature change in your body. And the reason that that happens is because of angiogenesis, which is what the pink luminous breast is looking at, which is blood flow. It is that blood flow that raises the temperature that allows thermography to exist. And in the world that we live in today, so pink luminous breast is a, first over-the-counter device that women can use at home in conjunction with breast self-examinations and palpation. And it's amazing because, you know, there's certain cultures where you're not supposed to touch yourself. There's certain foundations that don't support breast self-examinations in the United States based on, uh, th there's a big divide between hospitals and foundations on who does and doesn't support breast self-examinations. However, I've never met a doctor, an oncologist, a gynecologist that doesn't support breast self-examinations. Why wouldn't an organization support it? There was a study done in 2008 in China, and it was one of the larger studies with 300 thousand patients and based on that study they determined that a woman palpating her breast doesn't mean that she you know that study said that it was not necessary i don't know any doctor that agrees with that john hopkins will say absolutely not women need to do breast self-examinations um so the other issue with breast self-examinations is that because there's that divide there's a lot of women that are not living an awareness lifestyle an awareness lifestyle and lifestyles in general, for example, if you learn to floss your teeth at a young age, you'll probably floss them your whole life, right? So, and look at COVID, look at how COVID has affected us as a community. We live more aware of our health through this COVID pandemic than we were in the past. And living an awareness lifestyle, 
style when it comes to breast abnormalities uh, abnormalities or for example testicular cancer is incredibly important my goal eventually with the foundation is that that it's part of sex education schools that there's not that taboo about touching yourself that you need to touch yourself and you need to learn when you're young that it's okay to do that and and that it's something that's necessary and so in the world that we live in today it's oftentimes it's not the majority of the people do not do breast self-examinations and that's the reason why we launched the breast awareness app and it's a fun app because it's both unisex men and women but it, it has a voiceover and it'll download in the language your phone is set in and talk to you and talk you through the three steps laying down in the shower and in front of the mirror so you can just listen to the phone and and do your breast self-examination and when you add the pink luminous breast you're adding the sense of sight and i mean even doctors tell me you know i palpate my patient a gynecologist said to me dr rafael perez he says i palpate my patients but you know you can't see so you do the best that you can for your patient every time that they come in but a lot of people feel uncomfortable doing something that you don't have the sense of sight as humans we want to have the sense of sight it makes us feel comfortable it's, you know, when you don't see, like, for example, in a lot of retreats and different events, they'll, they'll do um, exercises where you have to close your eyes and trust. Because as humans, that's a difficult thing for us. So when you add the pink luminous breast that allows you to have the sense of sight, doing your breast self-examinations is amazing. It's fun. You can do it with your partner. And uh, it doesn't have to be something that's scary. The beauty of the pink luminous breast app, uh, device and being able to use a sense of sight is that your body unconsciously records that. So it's like sometimes you drive home and you don't remember how you got there. You're going to be able to realize once you're using the device as the weeks and the months go by that the device that you see something different or awkward and say, oh, let me go to the doctor and check on that. So the, the, the pink luminous press is not to be used in lieu of anything at all. It's to be used in conjunction with your annual mammograms. And as I mentioned, my sister-in-law, one year and four months later, had three tumors. Mm-hmm. And that, that cancer can grow fiercely. And you have to check yourself between mammograms. It's not just good enough to wait. You have to just live an awareness lifestyle. It's very simple, but it's definitely a lifestyle that one needs to embrace. Will the device alert you if the temperature is off or if there's something that's off? No, it's visual. Okay. I need to ship you. Okay. <laughs> you'll see it. When it provides the visual. So you you'll, see okay. you'll see a dark spot, a dark shadow that doesn't look like what you normally see. And, and immediately the exciting, the exciting thing that I'd like to know is that our clinical trial was published. It's an IRB double blind study. It took us three and a half years to do it. The IRB dictates the protocol of the trial and the amount of patients they require in the trial. And the trial came in at the level of mammography, the efficacy of the pink luminous wow. breast device. That's amazing. Uh, then when we, lo- from, we, like to, we launched the uh, breast awareness app on Mother's Day for 2019. So we went ahead in Mother's Day of this year, we went ahead and launched the press release a lot letting everyone know about the clinical trial and the findings and it was picked up by the associated press within like an hour and a half so you know we want to my goal is that no matter what to give the world and all women and men in the world a device that they can have in their hand a tool that they can use 
for the early detection of breast abnormalities and breast cancer, and to encourage them to live an awareness lifestyle and to start that at a young age. I mean, who would have thought that something like this could ever exist to be part of um, part of our prevent- prevention and detection? I guess not prevention, but detection strategies. Just like there's all this talk with COVID about layering different strategies for preventing infection. It sounds like the same thing. We're layering different strategies for detection from self-exam to mammography to having your doctor exam. And now that you have another um, option, another device that you can use at home. So that that only bodes well for better detection. I've, I've, I've um, interviewed and uh, spoken to so many young women in their 20s. I, I, there's a very nice young woman. She wrote a book about her journey called uh, called October Never Ends, and I and I love the title of that book. And uh, and Cindy Papali is amazing with Experts in Pink. What a tool to have to read and understand all the different areas that are important that uh, that we don't know, and and knowledge is power. Knowledge is power. So I, I'm really excited to be able to work with with all of these survivors and to learn their journey. We have, um, we've issued, we've given and donated devices to many survivors, to their families, to their children, to daughters um, whose mothers have survived and that are now having issues. Uh, We've gone abroad and donated devices to places and countries where they'll never have a mammogram. And we've actually paid for women's surgeries, advocacy. Um, You know, for us, it's all about saving lives. Of course, of course, such good work that you're doing. Um, I was wondering if you could tell us a little bit more. I know you're passionate about um, awareness and well, you know, awareness of wellness. So what, what else comes to mind when you talk about that? I think, for example, um, and Cindy was so important to live a healthy life down to, to stress. Mm-hmm. Stress is, uh, there are studies that that stress is a huge indicator my sister-in-law will tell you that she went through such a stressful moment that right after that she was diagnosed with breast cancer and um it's important to know also that 85 percent of breast cancers are not genetic that's a humongous number that's That's huge it's so maddening to me you know i had um my son's teacher in i think it was second grade beautiful young woman at age 35, she went and did a mammogram because her mother was a survivor and she did not, she later tested and she didn't have the gene at that time. She didn't know, but that mammogram, she was diagnosed that first mammogram at 35, which is when the insurance would cover it because she had a family history showed that she had breast cancer. That breast cancer has metastasized to other parts of her body. And she is such a beautiful soul and she's fighting for her life and you know a lot of these people that i meet oh my gosh if i would have known that your device exists i wish it was around you know before and um it's like the people with the vaccine you know they get sick i should have taken the vaccine when they're in the hospital but and and there you know it's all about awareness making it a, a commitment you know living your life with conviction for the things that you believe in do you have any other health habits? So as you know, you know, in my podcast, that's really what I'm trying to promote here, healthy habits for life. And the significance behind that is, is um, 
you know, the number four life because our health habits are our life. They give us our life. And, you know, we have the ability to control a lot of our destination. Of course, there are many things that we can't control, but there are so many things that we can in terms of how we live our day. And that's what I'm trying to promote every week are different strategies and different tools that we can use to improve our health. So is there anything in particular when it comes to wellness and healthy lifestyle that, that you want to talk about today? I think it's incredibly important to have an exercise routine, to eat healthy. Uh, we're in a country where people don't eat healthy. Uh, fast food is a big thing. So it's, it's, it's important to have balance in, in your life and everything that you do when it comes to your food, physically, mentally, to have to take that time for yourself to know when it's too much and not push yourself to the point that, um, you're, you're, you know, you're dread, you're dreading the alarm in the morning because you're always exhausted mm-hmm. and it's, it's fine that that center. Yeah. Have you ever heard of a book called the miracle morning? No, no. Oh my goodness. You would love it. So anyone who listens to anyone who's listening to the podcast now know, has heard me talk all about this. This book really changed my life. I swear by it. And I tell everybody that I know about it. It's written by someone named Hal Elrod. And he talks about a routine that you follow in the morning. It's six different steps. And he, um, he swears by this. I know it changed his life. He interviewed all sorts of successful people to find out what do these people do? You know, how do they conduct their day that, that leads to their success? And it's just what you're talking about. It's waking up, it's silence, meditation, affirmations, visualizations, exercise, reading, um, and writing. And, um, it's really powerful, really powerful. You can do it in six minutes. You can do it in 60 minutes, but it sounds like something that would be right up your alley. So I want you to look into that. I think you would love it. An app like Calm, for example, yes. great app. Yes. Calm so, and Headspace, um, probably the top two. Yeah. But I do, I do encourage everyone to go to the app store and, and download the breast awareness app because it's, uh, it's free and it's a nice tool to have. And, uh, and in every part of your life, you have to find that balance and it, it, it will affect your health. You have, we have people having heart attacks and dying at the, the craziest young age. We have an epidemic of opioids. It, it's, it's terrible because of the, not having maybe those six minutes and not creating that, that moment for yourself where you can find that balance and that silence. There's, there's a beauty in silence. You find so much in, in a quiet space within yourself and And it's healing. Yeah. For so many people, I know myself included, silence can be so hard. Stillness can be so hard. And it's, um, even if it feels so unnatural, it's so important to work towards little by little. It's amazing to me because you could, um, you could run away from that silence for a long time. And once you embrace it within minutes, it will positively affect you. Yeah. So you, procrastinate to doing uh, something, whether it's yoga or the calmer or reading that you can procrastinate and get, you know, busy with the hectic life that you live. And if you, and then once you finally get to, you realize I should have done this earlier. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's what people always say, you know, it feels amazing. And you know, why did I fight it? Why did I not prioritize this? So yeah, you always feel better at the end, right? Well, the endorphins come out. It's your body naturally appreciates it. Mm -hmm. And the body can heal itself if you allow it to, and you're able to center yourself enough. Yeah. 
Oh, Marilyn, this is such good information, and I'm I'm really um, so happy to be part of sharing it, um, so that others, you know, we're up here in the Northeast. I'm in the Northeast. And a lot of the listeners are here, and so I'm glad we can share awareness up here to the amazing work that you're doing. So, where can people find you if they want to get more information on this device, more information on the work that you're doing? Where can they find you? They can go to Facebook or Instagram or LinkedIn. My name is Marilyn, M-A-R-Y-L-I-N, last name Dans, D-A-N-S. They can also find the Pink Luminous Advocacy Project on all three um, entities. And we have our website, the Pink Luminous Advocacy Project. We often have events. And, and our slogan is live an awareness lifestyle. Be aware in everything that you do in your life. Um, I, I think awareness is an amazing word. That's a great note to end on. Um, I have one more question for you. So if people want to buy the device, is that on the um, advocacy page or where would that be? Actually, the device, once you do your clinical trials and you are able to make the claim that you have an efficacy at the level of mammography and it's published, the FDA asks you to take it to the next level. So right now you cannot buy a pink luminous device. Okay. So for those that bought for the clinical trial, that's, you know, they have something really special in their hands. But we are raising funds for the next set of clinical trials. So if you go to the pink luminous advocacy, you can support support via donation, donation, whether it's $5 or $10, and annual donors will receive a Experts in Pink book as a gratitude gift from the Pink Luminous Advocacy Project. Um, we're, we're making history with, with the Pink Luminous Breast Device and, and in saving lives with early detection and being the first ones in the whole entire world to be able to do this. It's been a very long journey to really make this happen and to be able to give this beautiful tool and gift to women on, on, on a global scale. Yeah, thank you so much. I, 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 I everyone to, to please read about us, look at the events that are online and, uh, and join our cause. Yes, I definitely will be looking um, looking into that. And I'm, I thank you so much for the work that you're doing. And thank you for being here today and um, sharing what you're doing. Um, I'll look forward to following that and seeing the progression of all of your work. So Marilyn, again, thank you so much. Thank you to everyone for listening. And I'll be back next week. So please join us again. Thanks, everyone. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. Blessings. Hello, friends. It's Carol Perlman coming on to say hello. And thank you so much for listening. I hope you've been enjoying these episodes as much as I've enjoyed creating them for you. I wanted to make sure you knew about a special program that is currently being offered on my website. If you go to www.healthy4lifebycarolperlman.com, you'll see more information about my current time management classes. If you follow me on social media, if you listen to my podcast, you know that I believe time management is behind almost every single one of your goals. And the more you can perfect your skills in time management, the more successful you're going to be in reaching your goals. I have created what I believe is a really outstanding class. I've been studying time management for years. I've been perfecting my own system and I've been teaching others for almost 15 years now. I created an online course, a 21-day habit formation course that is now available to you. 
they, quote unquote, they say it takes 21 days to create a new habit. And I find that that is often time the case. So go look on the website, healthy for life by carolperlman.com. And you will see current offerings. I have several different time management classes for specific audiences, but the general one is just the it's about time, time management class. You'll see all the details there. You'll see the upcoming start date. And there's always the opportunity to buy the workbook and complete the course as a self-paced course and take it at your own speed. It's one exercise a day. All you need to commit is 10, maybe 15 minutes a day. Step-by-step, you will create new habits that last a lifetime for better time management. Check it out, and I hope to see you in one of the classes. Thanks again for listening. Thank you for joining me for another episode of Healthy Habits for Life. If you loved today's episode, please follow me on iTunes and leave a five-star rating and review. These are so important and will enable others like you to find this podcast. Also, please share this podcast with your friends you know would also love it so we can get the word out. Thanks again for joining me. Until next week.